Hey panelists, this is your coach, Kevin. I'm David. And today we wanted to talk about nutrition. Okay, it's a big topic. Um, part of working out, naturally people come in and say, hey coach, now I'm working out, I want to lose 10 pounds, or I want to reach my high school body weight. Or, coach, how do I get abs? Coach, how do I build more muscle? So, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, and all of this is not so much of, it is how you work out, but a big factor, probably I would say even a bigger chunk is how you eat. Yeah. And there's that saying that like abs are made in the kitchen or like nutrition is like 70% of the total formula yeah. of what we're trying to achieve. So that's right. It yeah. makes sense that we talk about this because this is a. Yeah. For crucial. most of us, most of us, we want to lose weight. Okay. The majority wants to lose weight. I gain X amount of weight during the pandemic, I need to lose it, right? That's a common thing I've been hearing. So don't remind me, Kevin. Yeah. So um, you can come work out, right? But if you don't change how you eat, then you might not see changes physically. You might get a little fitter, you might get stronger, but if you're still eating how you're eating, or maybe more because now you're um, your metabolism's up and you want to eat more to compensate, then that's going to counterbalance. So the thing is you have to watch what you eat. I mean, you have to dial in your nutrition. It's that important. So if you're trying to change how you look, um, either it's weight loss or build muscle or something like that, nutrition is key. So with that said, from your years in the industry and your wisdom and your knowledge, right? Coaching for the last decade, what would your be your general suggestion? Um, good question. So I've seen throughout the years that there's a lot of different nutrition plans or diets that's kind of come and go. And me personally, I have done a lot of them. I've, I've tried paleo, um, which is pretty much clean eating, removing all processed food, Dairy, soy. Cave, uh, paleo is a caveman right. diet, right? So paleo, something a caveman would have. Whole thirty, pretty much cleansing your your system and reintroducing a little bit at a time to see how your body feels. Done macros um, and plant base and etc. So I've kind of done a lot, and I've come to the point where I got to find something that's sustainable because I also see that throughout. Um, my clientele and like members from the gym throughout the years is they stick to something they do it for 30 days or 90 days or something like that and then it goes down and then after a while it just kind of fades goes back right. to their normal I'm guilty of that lifestyle, right so that's very common so what I've learned is you got to find something that's sustainable for you and your lifestyle um, so like, for example, right now, keto is the kind of the popular thing that a lot of people are doing. Keto is 70% fat, 25% protein, 5% carbs. And if you want to go hardcore keto, you add in intermittent fasting too to get to that ketosis state. Right. And people are doing it and I'm sure you are losing weight and it's probably helped a lot of people, but it could be to me, I could kind of see that this works, but in the long run, is that 
sustainable? Is that like a lifestyle change? Can I just only eat 70% fat, 25% protein, 5% carbs um, and maintain that? Or it's and or you're going to fall off sometime in the future. So the important thing is finding something that you can sustain. Um, and also, with that being said, that's long term goal. If you have a short term goal, for example, hey, Kevin, like I just need to lose this 20 pounds that I gained during pandemic. And then after that, let's find something that's sustainable. That's perfectly fine, too. I can help you give give you a specific plan based on your goal. Um, and then we can do that. And also, as far as what I've learned or what I can kind of guide you, there's so many different paths as we have mentioned, and there's no one right one. I can't say that I recommend this one because everyone's a little bit different. So for example, um, for someone who's busy, has a busy lifestyle, and they like to kind of meal prep, cook everything, and just have everything ready for the week. Maybe macro, counting macros is the best path for them. Right. For some who's like, no, I can't eat the same thing for the whole week. There's just no way. Also guilty. Then maybe that's not the right idea. Maybe it's like flexible calorie counting. And then it's just based on calories. And you could use my fitness pal or something like that. Give you a target. This is your daily calorie count and try to just eat within this. That's something else. Or you're like, nope, I don't want to think too much about it. I don't want to calculate how much I'm eating in or weighing in. It's just too much. I don't have time. Too for obsessive, that. perhaps, for too some obsessive. people. Right. Um, so, like another simple way is just clean eating, right? You just eat cleaner, no processed food, um, no sodas, things like that, and then naturally that will kind of reduce or You'll start losing weight just because all that higher dense food um, that kind you're of really taking right. in is limited. And if you eat more, for example, fruits, vegetables, seeds, and um, lean protein and that sort, then you'll naturally lose weight versus whatever you were eating before. So it really sounds like with all the plethora of diets and fads out there, mm -hmm. your biggest concern is the person themselves understanding their lifestyle, understanding their preferences, and then adapting a philosophy around nutrition that best encapsulates a sustainable approach, right? Yes. Um, yeah, so I guess the main thing is, I, for this, there's no one answer that I can give. Right. Um, and it's almost, you gotta find it yourself. It's kind of like a, a lifelong journey. And, okay. um, so what I've learned to a lifelong journey. And one of the thing is you have to learn to listen to your body because everyone is completely different. Um, everyone's completely different. Their body's different and learning to listen to your body is kind of an art and a really powerful skill to have. And a lot of times we don't eat that way. So I'm going to give you a general kind of a general, how I, like to view nutrition now and then if you have any specific goals or diets you can kind of fit that into it but my thing is change the way you view um, eating instead of eating for specific of oh i can only eat this many calories or i'm going to eat because i have this goal 
you eat or based on this is good or this is bad or this tastes good this is bad eat and see how your body feels for example if i eat something if you pay attention you can clearly see do i feel lethargic do i have food coma do i feel lazy now or you eat something and then you feel revived right. more energy and that's an easy thing that you could kind of pay attention to but most of us we don't do that so changing that viewpoint of okay i'm eating this like how does that nourish my body how how does that make me feel that's a big change and of course we bring in our meditation that we do every day and it's just awareness now you're kind of paying attention to how your body feels um so that's one thing shifting that mindset right your relationship with food right rather than you know it's attributes now we're looking at its effects on our body more so than the calories the macros yeah and i think that's a healthier mindset too because i've seen a lot of people who get very obsessive and although they are probably hitting their goals they're probably super lean and um six-pack abs and but they're just kind of always i can only eat this much this and it becomes very obsessive and to be honest coming from boundless we're trying to get more holistic approach to health right and if you are that obsessive about food then there's like mentally it's not healthy. enjoyable or healthy right right it's not mentally healthy or enjoyable or it becomes healthy. a drain on your energy too you know trying to log everything or so much energy and time spent on this so it's shifting to a more healthier mentality and relationship with food um well, i think you make a really good point right because if you think about it when we're really aware of what we eat a, a twinkie is like 120 calories but the way you feel after it is totally different from after smashing like a watermelon you know for 120 calories and when you're really aware of that, you know, you know for a fact at that point that that Twinkie that you just devoured isn't the same. It isn't built the same. And, and, and when you're feeling the crash from the sugar, uh, the, you know, the sugar high or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. That's not healthy, right? But you really got to be aware in tune with your body. And most of the times we're not, and we're guilt, I'm guilty of that sometimes, right? But that's the, the, the fine line balance that we got to play. Yeah. And then, like, for example, a, twink, a Twinkie. Oh, sounds so good. My sweet tooth. It's a short term. It's more of like a craving of like, ooh, I want that. It tastes so good. And then see how you feel after. Right. And that's what I mean. And I'm not saying to cut it off. Right. Um, actually, let's talk about that. So one thing, adjusting your mindset, how the food makes you feel. Right. And then the more you kind of pay attention, the more you notice energy wise, um, like how your digestive system flows, does your stomach hurt? Yeah. Um, I used to have stomach aches all the time after I eat until I kind of change. And I thought it was normal, but until I changed my diet, then I kind of figure it out. Right. But your body will tell you. Right. Um, and so the other thing, so that's one thing. Another thing in a lot of these nutrition, a common thing is eating a little bit cleaner. Yes, huge. So, eating mostly, I say mostly because, again, being strict is a little bit too much for a lot of us, and we need to have a little bit of enjoyment here and there. 
So mostly real foods, whole foods, like veggies, fruits, protein, like avoid the processed food. Right. Um, that's the main thing. A lot of nutrition, processed food, eliminate sodas, eliminate. Coach, when you say eliminate processed foods, what are, what, what, what do you define as processed? So processed food, it's going to be hard because almost most, everything, almost most everything is processed. Yeah. So when I was going through my different phases of nutrition stuff, right. came to a point where um, I was looking at the ingredients of every nutrition facts. And if I look at the nutrition, it should be not a long list. And of that long list, it shouldn't be a lot of stuff that I don't even know what it is. Right. If it's a lot of stuff that I don't even know what it is, it's probably highly processed. Right. If it's just there and it says dates, peanuts, um, almonds, milk, right. almonds, something like that, where it's all, oh yeah, these are all things I know, then yes, mostly it's more real foods, whole foods. Right. But if there's a bunch of just these long words you can't even pronounce, then most likely it's processed. Right. And that's kind of an easy way to look at it. Um, and it's really tough too because this eliminates almost like 90% of the foods that you'll find in your local grocery stores. Yeah. But, you know, if we're really looking out for our health and we're really being conscious of what we put in, we have to do these things, right? Um, but what is very surprising to see is almost everything on the shelf that you pull out and look at the ingredients, you'll see either those ultra processed ingredients or sugar or made with canola oil, vegetable oil, right? And that's something we'll touch on a little bit later. But all those three ingredients really make for a bad combo, right? Really detrimental. And while they still round out to make your macronutrition or your, your calories viable to whatever diet plan you're adhering to, it's still not like the best things to be feeling your body with, right? Um, so I'll, I'll for a fact tell you eating a steak you'll feel a lot better and feel for your workout rather than eating you know a plant-based burger patty that may have less you know calories more protein but it's made with like all these expeller pressed canola oil and you know all these other ingredients that we can't even pronounce and put make sense of right so it's really just shifting our, our relationship with being cognizant of what goes into the food too mm -hmm. and it's a lifestyle change right. um like like you were saying 90 percent of the stuff is processed and how do i make that switch because now my options are limited right uh i mean a lot of my clients me myself after doing this for some time it just becomes natural like you you work out consistently most of us do and I mean, you want to kind of counterbalance. You don't want to just eat, work out and then lose everything every time you eat. And then as you start paying attention to more how you feel, then it becomes, you know what, like this makes me feel better. And then you start enjoying the healthier foods right. because now that mindset switch of cravings, what tastes is good, what's not to like, oh, this, like this is, this makes me feel good. This makes me feel great. I have more energy. I get better sleep. My mind's more clear. This is good. Right. 
Um, and for me, it's weird. Like I enjoy these healthier foods. It's not like I choose healthy foods because I, it's healthy. It's, I actually just like them. I prefer them because it makes me feel better. Right. So once you get to that shift, then it's not so much of a restrictive, like, oh, I can't eat that. That's unhealthy. Right. It's more of like, it's a conscious decision. I want to eat that because this makes me feel better. I don't want to eat that because it makes me feel like crap. Yeah, that makes total sense. But you touched on something that I want to dive into a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, it might be something a lot of you guys are dealing with also, but cravings. Cravings. Oh my God. How many of you guys, you know, make it through the mornings, your lunch, your dinners maybe perhaps, and you're eating 80, 90% clean, and then all of a sudden, you devour a bag of hot Cheetos. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Tell me more about how do we curb cravings. Uh-huh. So... Cravings happen, and that's natural. And usually I say moderation. So, for example, you're eating 90% good, and then you see that bag of Cheetos. Right, right, right. To satisfy your cravings, really, you could just have a couple and then put the rest aside. So at least you go, ah, enjoy that couple pieces of Cheetos, and then move on. But... When you go into that greed mode mm-hmm. of, ooh, Binge oh, this eating. is so good. Right. Okay, oh, mm, mm. and then you just keep going. I'm guilty of that too. But my cheats are, like for example, dark chocolate covered almonds. That's my vice. Um, and before, I would always want it after my meals. And then I would just grab like five. And just each time just five and like there's no more. I'm just going to have five satisfy my cravings and then move on right 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 and so i'm not saying to restrict it and i'm talking about this is a lifestyle change right something sustainable if you keep restricting it then you're going to internally keep wanting it more because it's something you can't have but if you can have it but just until you're satisfied then you can satisfy it and then kind of move on right support uh, a part of this is discipline Right, discipline to have the portion control. Right, discipline to know when to put it away. But I also think, with that comes awareness and mindfulness. Sometimes when we eat, we're eating so we're binge eating just because we're not mindful of what we're doing. How often are we caught like just watching TV or watching sports and just munching? Right, we're so distracted by something else that we're not really cognizant of what we're doing, which is the binge eating. And I think. Like you said about just changing your relationship with food, right? When you have the awareness of how it affects your body, then you're mindful of when you're eating also, right? And when you're, when you're just in that space, that mental space where, where your relationship with food is different, you'll really start nailing down, hey, I shouldn't be eating this right now because I'm watching the Lakers play, you know? I've already like finished the quarter of the bag. I should be putting this away rather than just, you know? And it, it really takes... Awareness, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, Actually, now I want to expand on that a little bit. So one thing that I've done personally and um, I've learned through, through different things is snacking. That's a big thing. Snacking is a big thing. I love to snack. But what happens... So I'm going to tell you right now, snacking 
you should kind of eliminate. Um, and that was really tough for me, but this is like, hear me out. When you eat something, like you have, say, a good breakfast, your body has to digest it, right? And it takes some time to digest, depending on, and that's also processed food, it takes longer to digest. More whole, um, more whole foods, it's easier to process. Right. You gotta wait till your whole digestive system finish processing, digesting all of it, right. then eat again. So what happens when we snack, which most of us do, we eat our breakfast, your body starts digesting. You go to the office, ooh, I'm gonna have my coffee, ooh, a muffin, I'm gonna have that. And then your digestive system has to stop what it's doing and then now starts digesting the other. Right. And now there's this backup. And then now you're continuing work and then, ooh, bag of chips, I'm gonna snack on this a little bit, now it's working again. And then a little bit later you have your lunch. So now there's just this continuous of backed up things that your body has to digest. Right, and hasn't even had the time to work through it And it just keeps going because you have your breakfast, all the in-between things, and then your lunch, and then some snacks again, and then your dinner. And then now you have all this food that needs to be digested. And then at nighttime, your nighttime, if you're having a hard time sleeping, it could be related to your body has to still work and it can't really rest. Right. Um, and that's why there's a lot of rules that, Hey, stop eating after 7 PM or stop eating three hours before bed or something like that. Cause right. you should be fully digested before you go to bed. Ideally. Ideally. Right. So same thing, um, for your digestive system internally. Also think about when you eat, let everything digest. And kind of the rule of thumb is about four hours between meals. And it depends. Everyone's different. Right. And so you eat something, let it digest. And then you kind of just get in that habit. And just by doing this, you might already lower your calorie intake because now you're taking away these extra food that you're they just... They add up. They add up quickly. They too. add up quickly. And it, you could just lose weight by stop snacking. Right. And it's going to be hard at first, but after a while, it just becomes normal um i used to snack all the time now what i do is i eat my meal and then i snack on a little something after right right after after, the meal right after the meal right like whatever i usually snack on maybe it's my dark chocolate covered almonds or some nuts then i just have it after my meal to like ooh, that's my snack and then i go into another period where i let everything digest right so that's one big thing. If you can do that, um, that eliminates a lot of extra food. And usually when you're snacking, it's probably not the healthiest food too. But eliminate snacking if you can. But even don't think about eliminate snacking because that sounds so negative. Maybe just give time for your body to digest. How about that? And be mindful of what you're snacking on, when you snack on it, yeah. and how much you're snacking. Just being mindful, I think, is the key yeah so a couple couple general rules that i would recommend and this can fit into most um, diet plans plans, nutrition plans too one see how your body feels i mean the way you eat see how your body feels and kind of eat based on that so listening to your body two avoid um processed food eat more healthy whole 
whole natural. I don't say whole healthy, but whole natural foods. Um, as far as drinking, try to stick with water. <laughs> try to stick with water as best you can. Make that your default. Every yeah. now and then, if you want a glass of wine or you want your boba drink, sure, enjoy it. But I feel like packed right now. I love boba too. But mostly water. Right. Okay, so for me, it's always water. Even when I go to restaurants, water. Um, and afterwards, the wife says, hey, let's get some boba. Okay, we can have some boba. And that's like one a week. And I could really enjoy it. Right. And, and that's that. Right. But mostly water. Okay. But that segues into another conversation with like alcohol and beers and wines. They can quickly add up, guys. And I know people that adhere to a great diet. And then they'll come home from work and they'll smash three beers and all of a sudden they're at a 400 calorie surplus of what they should be consuming. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, I've been working out really hard, you know, doing my thing with my diet. Work's stressful. I want to yeah. ease off. Yeah. But then, then just that little bit, you know, whether that's wine, whether that's your favorite IPA, your hazies. Even your favorite like seltzer water that's super popular right now has 100 calories and that's insane because it looks just like water. Yeah. Um, so just be mindful of that, guys. Um, everything counts and everything adds up. Yeah. And then for those, I mean, there's, I mean, now coffee's a big thing. Yeah. Coffee every morning, coffee throughout the day for that energy. Right. And coffee itself is not bad. Most everything is not bad by itself, but once it becomes obsessive or once it becomes addictive or right. where it's just too much, right. then it becomes a problem. Right. Anything of too much of anything can be a problem. So that ties back to your principles, right? One, your relationship with the food and how it makes your body feel. Two, being more natural and less processed. Right. For liquids. Right. For liquids, go mostly water. Mostly water. Um, mostly water. Another one is, like for example, portion control, and it kind of relates to how you feel. Right. Eat until you're satisfied, not eat till you're stuff. Right. And for me, I love to eat till I'm stuffed and feel that. Ah. But I do do that. I admit. But my lifestyle, because how much I work out and how active I am throughout the day, I can, I can do that. And it doesn't get me into food coma or anything. I eat more because I'm more active. Right. But generally, for most people, if you're trying to create a more healthy lifestyle or sustainable way to kind of manage your weight, eat, practice eating until, you, until you're satisfied. Right. And that ties into how you feel. How, how your body you feels, feel, right? Right, right? If you eat too much, food coma. And I think this is really important, guys, because, you know, we talk about sustainability and having and being able to carry out the diet in a longer term fashion rather than a month or two months, right? Um, that means knowing your lifestyle, knowing, you know, like Kevin, he's a totally different person because he coaches, he's on his feet all day. He knows that, you know, that's his truth. But most of us, we have to really know ourselves. So that we can really create something that we can adhere to. But we can't sit here and lie to ourselves and say, hey, we don't live a sedentary lifestyle, but you're in the office eight hours a day, right? 
be honest with yourself, know your lifestyle, and then create something that works around that, right? Yeah, so those are the general things, right? General things that you could kind of go through, and then that will create a more kind of structured, more structure, manage, be able to manage your weight. And then from there, if you have any specific goals, like Kevin, I really need want to lose 20 pounds in the next two months. Right. I'm going to Vegas. I need to look good for the pools. How do I do that, Kev? Right. So from there, we can fine tune and go a little bit more strict. Right. But I think this as an overall is something like kind of a blueprint, a good guide to kind of to look at nutrition. Um, but with that said, if you guys have more questions, feel free to, you know, drop a line with Kev. He'd yeah. be willing to answer more. Um, you know, we can always discuss your, your, your life, your, your, your goals, what you're trying to achieve in terms of body composition. And he'll more than glad, more than gladly help you fine tune whatever aspect of your diet to make that work out for you guys. Yeah. And it's totally depending on your goals. Yeah. And I'll tell you a quick brief. For example, um, bodybuilders. Like bodybuilders, they're all about aesthetics and how they look um, and try to get as much muscle as they can. Right. Those guys, they have to be like very strict with their diet. Right. That's that's part of their thing. Very strict on their diet. Um, for those who are just trying to get super strong, powerlifters, strongman, those like that they can just sumo wrestlers they can just smash on as much calories as they can because the more weight you have the more weight you can move so that's their thing right if you just want to get strength you could kind of get away with it right and even for those like they go on these cycles of um what do they call it bulk up winters yeah Yeah, bulk season bulk bulk season that's right bulk season eat whatever you want get bigger and then once Spring comes, you start dialing it in so that now it chisels up into right. a more lean, muscular look. But so it really depends on your goal. What I gave is kind of a overall how to manage your weight, right. um, a healthy weight, because naturally it's for just longevity. Go, I yeah. think I think would be a good way to describe it, right? Because when we focus on those principles that you laid out for us. Mm-hmm. While it might not help for particular goals, it will help in health. It will help on, like if you're trying to lose weight, it right. will help on that. But say if you want to be more aggressive, right. then we would probably have to fine tune and give right. a, more of a plan. Um, but you can but those principles, it. though, are key to just long-term health, right? And we're not talking about like, you know, next year. We're talking about... 20 years down the line, you know, when you start cutting out these processed foods, start cutting out these sugars, right? Being very mindful of what you put in, Mm -hmm. your life expectancy won't be 50. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be pushing your 80s, 90s. And there's a reason why some countries with lower processed foods have a much greater life expectancy than America where, you know, for all the might that we have as a country, you know, all the technological advances that we have, we still struggle with life expectancy just because... We're riddled with processed foods everywhere we go. Every corner. Can I share a story? Yes. So I, I stumbled upon this research, and I didn't really look into the papers, so I don't know the details of it. But the summary of this research was there's this 
this um this scientist who went around in different parts of the world trying to figure out specifically different tribes who have long life expectancy right and then and a lot of these were like tribes um village not like civilized society right he checked some of those too but he was just trying to figure out some of these that are known for longer life what their diet was he'll check one and then one of them just lives off like they've um they raise cows so a lot of it was just cow fat right um milk ghee and they were just eating a bunch of fats they're probably super shredded and then there's like another one and no vegetables right okay here we think vegetables is super healthy they had no not, not really any veggies right there's another tribe that like actually eats um like whatever animals like mostly meat and right. it's just like their liver and all sorts of stuff and then there's another where it eats mostly seafood fish seafood fish and then another one that's mostly grown they they garden right um so it's just mostly berries and whatever that is with no protein right and then there was just a big difference in all of these tribes but they all have one thing is they they and he was trying to figure out like man all of these are completely different there's one who's just mostly fat and then there's with no veggies and then there's one without any protein at all and like this is all like contradicting of like our what we consider as healthy right right and he was trying to figure out what it was and the the common denominator is no processed food no starbucks (laughs) no starbucks no processed food um was just the thing and all of this was and because there were like tribes and village they lived mostly off the land and whatever they had right right and he discovered the tribes that are a little bit closer to civilization where they have more access to um their food right had more oh and all these village tribes that he searched there was no teeth problems which a lot of us have and a lot of the common health issues that we have was non-existent but he noticed the little the village or tribes that he started staying closer or closer to the city right have a little bit more access had some of those issues right right right. teeth problems or um, slightly lower life expectancy compared to a similar tribe but just a little bit more separate from society perhaps yeah right so it was just like i was just mind blown because here you're told oh you should have a wide range of nutrition of all colors and that definitely makes sense i believe that but here there's they don't have a full spectrum, but the only thing is they don't have processed food. It's all living off natural, whatever they have. Right. And just because of that, and it makes sense because in every part of the world, you might not have the full spectrum of colors of each. Right, the whole diet. So it really depends, but if you live naturally, then you, then that's just how and we're made to to be here on earth so eat from the earth then you will be healthy more more or less right jeez so that was a very kind of mind-boggling story or um research that i stumbled across right but the thing is processed food yeah but 
in all of this, you were talking about longevity or like lifestyle. It's also digestive system wise, right? You're not just how you look, but internally, mm-hmm. your organs, um, your digestive system, um, your poop, if it's good poop or not. Right, right, right. And your energy level. So it's kind of more of a whole um, view on health and nutrition as well. Right. Because if we peel back the layers a little bit, if we we can step past the ego and just appearance and like, you know, muscularity or whatnot, you know, health goes a little bit further than that, right? There can be somebody that may not have the biggest pecs, the six pack abs, but is healthier than someone else that may perhaps look chiseled now, right? May have the perfect physique, but they are, you know, cramming down processed foods, proteins from, you know, shady sources, right? Yeah, perhaps it might look good, right? On a physical appearance level now, but how does that translate into health in the long term when you're in your 60s, in your 70s? You know, when we start peeling back those layers and really seeing the picture of health as a whole, the whole paradigm shifts a little bit, you know, so... One example, Arnold Schwarzenegger, iconic in the bodybuilding world. Right. One of the biggest dudes of his time and kind of changed the game. Right. Um, now, I don't know how old he is, 70s, do you know? Your guess is as good as mine. Maybe 60s, 70s or something like that. Hey Google, how old is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger is 74 years old. 74 years old. But anyways... 74 years old, so here's this guy who looks, oh, he's super muscular, um, he's so big, he must be very healthy. Right. I forgot when, but he had to go through heart surgery mm-hmm. because heart failure or whatnot. Right. And, and for him, he actually switched to a plant-based diet. Right. Because during that time, he was probably eating tons of meat and probably... A bunch of other stuff too and he switched to plant-based but the 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 main thing is you can look a certain way and you think you're healthy but also internally right. for example your heart health right um your gut health your gut health um your digestive system all of that also has to be healthy and a lot of times we, we totally that. yeah we neglect that 100 percent. so uh, these principles, at least, I think it's a more holistic view. And if you start practicing now of how um, you feel and your relationship with food, then as you grow up, it I will mean, only get better. It will only get better. Right. right. And it, it's kind of like a lifelong relationship of just figuring it out because you'll change too. Right. Um, but at least now you know. As you changing now, you're you can pay attention and change with it, because you can't just stick with your twenties diet and then stick with it the whole time. Right. So if you have that awareness and that relationship of how does it make me feel, then you kind of grow with how your body grows or changes. Well, what do you think? Any other questions? No, but I think you really nailed it. Um. Yeah, if you guys have any questions, at least that's my general guideline. But if you guys have specific goals, don't hesitate to ask me. Um, We can talk about that. And I can share anything else that may help you. 
Right. But at least that's a good thing. We can sit down and talk and really, you know, get into the nitty and gritty of your lifestyle and really just craft something that fits that, you know, because everyone's different. Everyone has a different life. Everyone has different preferences. So how do we craft something that is enjoyable, right? Diet shouldn't be something that's mundane or something that we don't like. Um, food has been around for forever, right? Without food, we wouldn't survive, right? So how do we craft something out of that and make it enjoyable, sustainable, and promote yeah. health? Right. And also one thing I was remembered while you were talking <laughs> is some people get stuck at a certain weight. Like right. no matter how much I work out, like I can't lose this 10 pounds. And it comes down to nutrition. A lot of times I talk to some of these people and it's like, I've been working out um, five, six days a week. I've been like going on extra runs, but it's, and then I asked, like, what do you do? What do you, how do you eat? And they're like, oh, mm, mm. and then it's just kind of like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Yes. I still have my bag of Cheetos once a week. So it's nutrition is key. Okay. If you are stuck somewhere or you're frustrated i need to lose this or that nutrition that's why i wanted to make a um this video on nutrition because it is that important and we'll make another series diving into specifics in you know whether that's you know processed foods etc beverages right we can really dive into the nitty and gritty but today i think the principles um that we can adhere to now um, would be a good starting like block to build off of and when we start building off of the strong foundation, then we can carry forward and, and really sustain that. Yeah. I like it. I like it too, my man. Have a good one. I'll see you guys next time.